Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Lone Ranger for the NES Part 2. Welcome to part two of our coverage of The Lone Ranger for NES. Last week, we talked about the gameplay, our histories with it, and went over the first couple levels there. And this week, we're going to talk about the rest of the levels, give you our review. But first, let's get right into it with general chat. Here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would just like to start by saying that this might be the best version of the, I don't want to say Bayou Billy, but the multi-game yeah. concept in one on the NES. Uh, definitely, which kind of surprised me because I never clocked it that way as a youth. I always just thought of it, I was like, it's a side-scrolling shooter with a few little elements, but it truly isn't. It's 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 got several different gameplay types, and they are all better, I, you know, uh, relative yeah. to their independent counter, you know, single game counterparts than, than Bayou Billy is, you know? They're all, at bare minimum, they're all competent. Yes, and not unfair. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like, oh, well, I'm glad they, there's three modes, but two of them are really hard or not really well done. Yeah. No, all three modes are are pretty good. I mean, I think the weakest mode of all is the first person mode, but it's not really because of, uh, I don't think, programming or anything like that. I think if you had a gun, the light gun, I think it would be a little easier. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's bad. No, it's not. I, I think that it is, they do get a little long in the tooth sometimes because it's just barrages of guys like where you're killing tens if not a hundred people you know where it's like all right i get it you know i the mazes anyways i I like the which we haven't gotten to in our level by level but the the mounted first person shooting oh yeah like i thought that's a fun you know where it's it's pretty much just the same but it's something where i was like i never thought about it and just being able to do the turn between four directions adds an element that you don't see in a lot of other like on rails type shooters yeah that i agree with you that is the best version of that in the game and also partially because you don't have to keep track of the map oh sure yeah yeah. which can get a little confusing in the last couple ones but i have that problem with any old school first person be it rpg or anything like that yeah now in these maps and those are 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 weird because when you look at them which by the way uh, if any cartridge commandos want to check it out and want a little edge there are maps of the first person shooting levels in the nintendo power issue 24 available for free on internet archive yeah and i'm glad you shared that tip with um our our listeners but not with me because i really would have really would have <laughs> help with that well it, they're honestly they they seem they're constructed in a way to make them seem more complicated than they truly are where they're mostly just like you'll have a like maybe at the beginning it'll be like left or right and one of the paths Mm -hmm. is a dead end but the other one will just kind of snake around and have all these little very short hallways off of it that make it seem like whoa there's a lot going on but then you when you turn you're like oh not really also you know 280 some episodes in you think i'd be smart enough to look 
uh, <laughs> for a Nintendo Power mm. review of the game. But, you know, hey, um, let's talk about the graphics here, because I really like the graphics in this game. They're not that flashy, but they're one of the they're like the contra level of succinct you know they're yes. small they're as small as you can get with still having that like fidelity that you know what you're looking at absolutely i think the biggest complaint you could say is that it's a little repetitive there's only I don't know how many like five or six types of enemies yes that is the biggest problem but i mean they all look good uh they're they're and they're they're unique enough some people have pistols or rifles or knives and you can mm-hmm. usually tell you know and they on. are different sprites when you're in the overhead and then in the first person levels as well so that does mix it up a bit sure yeah but the animations on all the sprites are nice they're not you know super complicated but there's just enough there like when guys are jumping out and things like that that they don't look stiff they look fun yeah yeah i think the backgrounds might be the weakest like they're pretty plain they they Mm -hmm. look good they're fine they you know decent level of detail but you see a lot of cliffs brown (laughs) western cliffs in the background on almost all of the side scrolling levels so i could you know i could see that getting old but not a real complaint here uh but i also do really enjoy the mini cutscenes and even the reused hi-ho silver animation it's just so good i, I never yeah. got tired of seeing it. it they they all look great i i i really like those i think they are also supported by i think the music on the whole is pretty good mm-hmm. there's not, it's not much like super catchy right it doesn't have any of those like konami bangers that you would normally get but it does have that awesome william tell overture which i never get sick of hearing ever 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 i love it love it love it <laughs> we know you do well and uh, an- another bonus to the the soundtrack while the music might not really stand out it does have over 30 tracks so there's a decent yeah. variety in there and that was one thing i was going to say is that it never gets old it never gets annoying and that's the word the best part like you're never stuck in a loop that you're just like uh i don't i want to hear something else yeah i'm sick of this music you know because i find that a bigger off uh, offense offense a bigger offense <laughs> to have an annoying track over you know just having mediocre across the board absolutely absolutely now we talked about it in the gameplay section but i really really like the addition of the the six shooter mechanic having that chamber on the screen yes it's a very clever way that is thematically aligns with the source material and also balances out your you know you can't it's not contra you're not just running through blasting infinite bullets and you'd think i wouldn't be a fan of something that restricts gameplay but it's done in a way that really makes it feel i don't know more natural it makes you feel like you're a gunslinger yeah, there's certain authenticity. And, you know, a big key point is that it's the same way for the enemies. They stop to reload, so it doesn't feel unfair. No, and I like the fact that it makes you play more methodically. Um, yeah. It, it really reminds me of the gun games of after that. You'd play in the arcade, like your Area 51s and things like that, where you have to knowingly know when to reload. Yeah, yeah. And while there's not a dedicated reload button here, you know, you, you do have to think about it. Oh, absolutely. Or you can be like me and forget about it a lot. And then you find out when you try to shoot someone and it just reloads and you're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> now the first person levels, I think were really ahead of their time here because, you know, I'm not a, a historian on the level of remembering dates at things when they came out, but mm-hmm. I only can think of RPGs that use this mechanic up until this point. Yeah. Oh, of like the moving through a maze or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That I isn't Platoon kind of a first person shoot. I don't know. I, I 
I watched a friend of the show Bill play it once or twice back in the day. But if there are, there might be a few, but this was definitely the most well-realized of it, you know? Yeah. You know, it, um, I am a fan, or was. I haven't played a long time of the Faceball series. Oh, sure, yeah. And this gives me a lot of vibes of that, you know? Yeah, you're actually moving around a, an environment. Yeah. And as a kid, this would have confused the nuts out of me, though, because I could never wrap my brain around those first-person dungeon crawls. They're rough. It, 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 a lot of it varies depending on who is making them. You know, I, having played through the old Fantasy Star 1 on Sega Master System, not too a few years ago, those are cruel, cruel maps. You know, most of them are, are, are way more convoluted than you could ever mentally keep track of. So mapping is kind of a must. Yeah, I got the Fantasy Star collection for Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And the second or third dungeon, I just bounced right off. I was like, no, I'm done here. Well, that's a game that definitely you want to have the maps because it does not reward you for exploring. Almost all of the treasure chests are insultingly skimpy on rewards. So it's just not worth it. It's like just get through and get out. But here there's there's nothing really to find. You're just kind of fighting enemies. So even if you do get lost, once you've killed them, they won't reappear on that square of the map. So yeah, that is definitely nice. I think the for the most part, the controls here are pretty solid. Um, I, well, especially because, like we've said, they don't really ask you to do more than you can with these controls. Sure. And I've played games like every one of the three different types of gameplay here before, and it stacks up pretty admirably against most of the others. And, you know, it's pretty yeah. pick up and play, you know. I would say that, you know, you were looking at, you know, the first person shooting parts are just as good, if not better than Operation Wolf. Sure. Yeah. And you can use the the light gun. Oh, man, I wish the I think the for me, I think the weakest part is the overhead ones. I mean, I say this every time, but, you know, I my kingdom for a strafe button. But, you know, that being said, without it, it's you get eight directional shots and it's it's pretty responsive. You can move in eight directions. So it, it yeah handles pretty well. But, you know, when you are robbed of the strafe button, it does force you to do a lot of these like creeping up on the corner diagonal shots. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how you're en- engaging most of the enemies, especially in caves. Absolutely. I don't think this is too tough of a game either. I think the hardest part, you know, you do have a password, which is nice. And some of the, you know, I would get stuck in some of these first person levels where it's just like man there's so many enemies and it's not hard to beat but the difficulty comes from like not losing that much life before you get through because it doesn't refill that much that often yeah that's the hardest part of this game is uh the fact that you do not get health back once a level's over yeah and if you then you gotta head back to the town pay them 50 dollars to the doctor and that, you know that adds up pretty quick yeah and the towns themselves are another i think one of the weak points of the game there's just not a lot to do in them besides go to the main shops yeah um, you know once you figured out the person you're supposed to talk to everyone else is pretty superfluous i wish they would have had either more clues in some way even though there's nothing really necessary that they could give you clues to but maybe something goofy or funny that for them to say because they yeah. really are a lot of them they're just like i don't understand or you know that equivalent of just nothing where i'm like well why are you here you know <laughs> do you want to hear what i have to say <laughs> no <Yes. laughs> i don't know what's going on oh okay the wild west is a confusing place for many of its residents apparently but i think and you know it all comes together pretty well i think this you know as we mentioned lone ranger is old fuddy-duddy stuff but <laughs> pretty cool and you know i think they 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 get a good feel of a of an, a western adventure here with many of the 
classic tropes and things you look for mm-hmm. trains horses guns and I, it's not as racist as i was expecting so that's pretty good that's true yeah and more importantly it has a lot of i like the fact that they're all real locations yes that is cool it definitely makes it feel like you know you're down in the southwest even if geographically it doesn't always make the most sense yeah yeah i i think it'd be fun to make a map overlay to compare how how far the distance between like carson city and tucson or these you know where it's like (laughs) you just zip over there but you're like i think this is hundreds of miles away but uh, you know Mm -hmm. that's fine silver is a quick steed it's the fastest lightning Okay, folks, here we are getting back to our level by level portion of the show. And we were uh, left off with the end of level two or stage two, as they call it, I think. Yes, we returned the golden, the treasure, the Spanish treasure to the inhabitants of the town. So so now we move on and Tonto lets us know that the area we're heading into is kind of a post gold rush boom towns or ghost towns, you might even say so. You can, there are some towns with people, but, you know, a lot of them are just overhead battle scenes that are these kind of, you know, you just have to fight your way through them. But, but yeah, before we can get to the very first town, which will be El Paso, the West Texas town, you do have you to may have oh, fallen in love with a Mexican girl down there. <laughs> you do have a, an overhead battle scene where you have to fight some goons and stuff. Yeah, it's a standard vertical not bad, and I believe it's of the type where you can just head straight left and skip down the, the side. Okay. This is an area where you can buy, you probably have enough money to afford a medium-barreled bullet, so you can get that extra range. You, and you should. It, it definitely helps. You're kind of getting out of the uh, the punching everybody zone, if you're me. I, I, you, I you, respect your, your, your fisticuffs, <laughs> man, because I was just gunning them down all the whole time. I wasn't sure, you know, how how sparingly... Uh, gave you money and and you know how affordable bullets were but at this point i had enough money to just bullet everyone as much as i wanted sure yeah as you should as a, as and what a, are we doing here in el paso well there i think we're just getting the gun right there's not a whole lot to do i know after you leave el paso you can go to albuquerque that's true and on the way there um tonto tells you everyone seems to be scared of something yeah and then you're in my old hometown of albuquerque yeah and uh well, it's just like the other towns, but I was very pleased it existed. Sure, yeah. And the people, most of the people in the buildings will tell you, I can tell you nothing. Go talk to the sheriff. And I don't know if this was the same way when you lived in Albuquerque, but it's full of gunmen shooting at you. It depends on who you ask, you know. I never had, uh, well, I guess that's a lie, but I, you know, there weren't a lot of gunmen around. <laughs> but um, I think you want to make your way to the hotel here. Yeah, a lady will tell you you can't stay here, and you you know you've been directed to the sheriff the whole time. So as you roam around slaying foes, I think you have to go back to. I think the sheriff is in El Paso. Well, I think it's, and there is actually a clue where they say someone says like, "Is that man in town your friend?" Yeah, this is this is one of the weird uh, kind of sections where you, <laughs> the vague clues you get you know, are, are tied to some event flags where you have to talk to the right person in order to open up your ability to get to the certain parts of this level. But it doesn't feel that way. It is kind of a weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. You make your way back to El Paso and talk to the sheriff, and he says there are three outlaws in the area. 
and he got injured, so he's asking you to go get them for him. What a lazy sheriff. Mm, 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 mm. Get off your butt. Now, is this also, is El Paso the first town you can um, play poker in? Uh, it might be. I, I'm not sure. I know, personally, I didn't play it when it, on my playthrough till much later, but I know it is the first, uh, I think, the first town with a bank you can enter, and after you talk to the sheriff and stuff, he will. Uh, you can go into the bank, and the bank teller will tell you that Somehow he knows that they went to Walnut Grove, which is a ghost town nearby where nobody lives. And that is the southernmost uh, ghost town. I believe so. And on the way, there are purple men, bandits. Uh, If you run into them, it's another one of those, you know, Zelda 2 style fight scenes. That's right. Yeah. And then once you're in the um, ghost town, it's just like the other towns, except for more rundown and without anyone to talk to. Yeah. And lots of enemies shooting at you. But this time when you go into buildings, there's not like a shopkeep or a unhelpful stranger. There's a small side scrolling level. Yeah. And there's a big building kind of in the center of town with, uh, you know, where you're fighting. You know, it's another side scrolling level with some great looking uh, like stained glass windows. Actually, some pretty decent backgrounds here. I think they would call this building a church. What is this church you speak of? Yeah, it's usually where you find stained glass windows, but I could be wrong. (laughs) You may be right Uh, here. (laughs) Now, this is a tall church because you're going up like four or five stories, though. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, there's some mild platforming here. Not too bad. No, uh, but you are going to deal with uh, mainly riflemen and handgun guys. I don't think there's any Mm -hmm. boulder throwers or any uh, dynamite guys on this path either. Right. Yeah. And then you finally get to the top and you will find the boss who is a jumping fool who will jump. I think every time you shoot out another one of these and he kind of jumps back. So if you just keep walking forward and shooting, you can quickly corner him. And it's a very easy boss, I thought. Yes. I do like that he's a, a unique sprite, at least so far. Yeah, kind he's of got, bit, got a bit of a gut. Yeah, and his hat is like with the front bill folded back, has kind of an old like prospectory look to it, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't, didn't mention it in the general chat portion, but like you said, I love the fact that all of the bosses are normal-sized humans. Yeah, it. <laughs> I don't necessarily hate it when the you have the big bosses, but it, it at this point, it's so rare that you are actually interacting with other humans-sized or enemies that it, it really stands out yeah but after slaying him then we can return to albuquerque where i believe we find out that one of the gun the reason the lady in the hotel wouldn't let us stay there is because there's a one of the the gunmen oh no you have to talk to a little old lady in the house to the right of the hotel and she'll tell yeah. you there's a gunslinger up there and then when you return to the hotel the lady will tell you to be careful when going upstairs and now we're in a first person shooting scene yeah and this is interesting because it's uh it's interiors it's not like a cave like this is like a building yeah yeah and there are dynamite guys knife throwing guys and it's a good thing you're clearing these dynamite guys out because this building would be leveled they are not very cautious people i would not be throwing dynamite inside a building not when i was in that's for sure yeah there, and there are a couple of hallways with a lot of those long little short hall uh, side paths that lead to a door and almost all of them are just empty. And then when you finally enter the boss's room, uh, you'll find yourself in an interesting kind of battle because it's a it's another first person shooter scene, but you're just in like a room. There mm-hmm. are some goons shooting at you, but the boss himself is wears a, a green poncho, has a sombrero and is chucking dynamite like there's no tomorrow at you. Right. And. He pops up uh, from crates all over the room. So you have to shoot the dynamite. And then when you can shoot him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 
I like that they mix it up. Sure, yeah. And you can beat this guy without them, but if you have the if you have a bunch of silver bullets, you can gun him down pretty quick before if you're willing to soak a couple dynamite shots, even though that's risky because dynamite is much stronger than a bullet. Definitely. Uh, now that you've defeated the second of the third gunmans, you can make your way to the very next town. That's right, Laredo. Laredo. And as you walk out in the streets of Laredo, you are getting shot, man. Uh, Constantly. <laughs> as as always. Uh, but this town has a train station. That's the key factor. That's right. There, There's the final of the three gunslingers. He has taken hostages on the train. What a dirty dog. And you'd think that this would be the first person section of the game? Making your way through the train? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but instead, it's the overhead. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because you just head into the train station and the guy says, try not to hurt the passengers of course luckily for you they're already dead because i haven't seen there's not a single one to be seen not not so far and you just battle your way left to right along a train and it's pretty fun you you know there's tables and stuff you start in the dining car you make your way into some empty cars this is the point where you'll start seeing more and more enemies that take two hits with standard bullets so Mm -hmm. beware or be armed with silver yes And then eventually you make your way to the front of the train where the coal car is. And then here is where those civilians are that you're supposed to not destroy. Because that dastardly uh, boss is using them as a shield. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And they're all ladies, of course, because everyone knows that all the men deserve to die. But you can lure him out to the left pretty easily. Like there's a way to kind of kite him to where you're, you're standing right to the below the coal Mm-hmm. container and he's he'll be standing a little above you and he'll just keep trying to shoot you but he'll hit that coal but you can peg him in the foot and after shoot him eight times in the leg or so he, he will fall dead yes you get a nice graphic that shows you uh riding away with the reward uh the wanted poster flying behind you mm-hmm. and you did not accept this award of five thousand dollars in the in the 1800s like <laughs> That's a lot of money, friend. Yeah, I mean, like, at least accept it and give it to, like, an orphanage or something. Yeah, I, or, I don't know. Anyhow, the train completes its journey, and here in stage four, Tonto says, something feels strange here, and you'll find out what as soon as you enter one of the towns, because two gentlemen come up and arrest you. How dare they? And you're stuck in jail. Yeah, pacing around till Tonto comes, and then he lets you know that somebody has been in disguise as you, stealing from the towns, and was just seen in Amarillo. So you make your way to Amarillo? And if you talk to anyone along the way, they're all scared. And they say, help, it's a robber, or whatever. And here's where we'll get, yeah, I think our first mounted shooting scene. And they're, yes. you know, like I said, they're, they're pretty fun. It's interesting. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that you'll, you know, you'll have enemies to the sides, and then your front and back attack screens but the front and back ones are where the enemies are the only ones where the enemies seem to drop items hearts and whatnot so i always pay extra special attention to killing those oh for sure and once you roll into the amarillo you can grab yourself an amarillo sour but right away you walk in and you'll be confronted you're face to face with another lone ranger who quickly runs away and tonto tells you to go get that man yeah um he runs away though so you do have to leave the town yeah, you can roam around, but as soon as you leave, you see him riding off on his horse up in the night. And Tonto to Brownsville, Brownsville. So Tonto tells you to wait till night, and this is fun because you do. And now you get to, you know, you immediately go back into another mounted first-person shooting, but it's it's night, so it's all blue and stuff. You get a little variety here. 
and you're also told that he's uh, got a stronghold. It's well secured. So when you go into the town, the town is also dark. Interesting. Still, still women roaming around. Maybe these are ladies of the night. Well, that means nothing to the Lone Ranger. That's right. Well, he should shoot them then. Only to disarm <laughs> their hearts. Can you? Could you? Sh- if you shoot someone's arms off, that's technically disarming, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember this was one of the first towns where I was like a little bit confused on where to go. Yeah, because you just kind of wander around. There are a lot of foes. Several of them have will throw dynamite at you, but eventually. If you head towards the north, you kind of head up the left side and there's a building that is, you know, there's only one kind of entrance. It's got fences and stuff around it. So you you do have to go up the left. You'll see a building. There's like a guy up in the window throwing barrels and some gunners mm-hmm. outside. So you fight your way into another side scrolling action level. More guys shooting you at the same standard riflemen, etc. And it looks pretty good. Once you get to the top floor, you do see the moon outside. So I do like that. Mm. Otherwise, you just make your way through this stage. Uh, until the very end, you hit a doorway, go in it, and now you're in an overhead level where you fight the boss, which is you in third person. Yeah. And man, this guy's got like a machine gun. You cannot keep up with him. It's crazy. I just, by this point, I made sure I had a enough uh, silver bullets to just blast him down. Like, you, you don't have enough real room. He's too fast. You can't really dodge, you know? It's all about the silver bullets from this point on. You definitely need to have them for the bosses. Well, and it gets to the point where you uh, most of the enemies are taking at least two shots anyways, so it's not even really more expensive to use the silver bullets. Right. Because you would have to use twice as many of the other ones, which the price would equal out. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this guy was working for Butch Cavendish, so you know you still got to stop him. Also, he has the president. Don't forget that. Yeah, whatever. And then your next uh, level is uh, Indian Country. Yeah, this is uh, also, you know, interestingly, maybe to some, this is as far as I made it as a child. We could get here where the Indians are, I'm sorry, Native Americans. uh, You know, that's the game's words. It does call them all Indians. So that's not very cool. Uh, But what is cool is the fact that you can get your third gun upgrade. Yeah, if you have $400, you can get the long barreled. And even cooler is the fact that your next side-scrolling level is on horse. Yeah, and this is an interesting little level where, you know, Silver's galloping away and you're just riding along shooting at Native American fighters who are also horse-mounted and they will throw axes at you. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple guys throwing uh, boulders. Yeah, and and you're kind of, you know, you're just heading left to right and there's three or four different like levels of cliff you can jump up to to avoid them but it's a really fun change of pace yeah and tonto uh, points out there's something wrong with this situation because he was expecting to be uh welcomed with open arms i think yeah and, and most of these you get a lot of enemies here but i don't think any of them drop anything so there's really no reason to actually fight them a lot of them will just gallop away if you you know you i would always just kind of stay at the bottom and shoot them when they come from the left and you know you can jump to avoid a few but these aren't tough levels no you make your way to the first of the uh villages and they are uh full of hostiles uh enemies that are also trying to attack you so you just shoot them all down yeah there there are two of these tps or wigwams that you you can enter the the first one you can enter which i did foolishly and there's nothing in there for you except enemies so right there are some you went bows and arrows that will shoot you guys that'll pop out of the ground out of under a blanket maybe or i don't know pretty fun i don't know but you need to be at the second of the villages yes and you need to work your way up to like the the top of the map the north section yes you'll find the chief there tells you a man named bush came and said that you would rob the 
Native American tribes and that you are a bad man. But after meeting you, he doesn't think you are a bad man. Yeah, so he tells you to go on a fetch quest to a, a yet another craggy mountain to the south and get a rainbow egg from a giant eagle. Yeah, if you're really brave, you'll go up there and get it, and then they will respect you. So guess what? That's right. We're we're doing another side-scrolling level. That's right. It's in a mesa, and this is interesting because there's a falling rocks. I think it's the first time we have to deal with that. Yes, very vertical level, falling rocks, eventually logs. You're going to be attacked by buzzards. Huge buzzards that are, are not worth fighting. And then this is the hardest of the platforming levels you're going to be chasing so far. Yes. Chasing, encountering. But they're not that tough i mean the jumps aren't ridiculous timing's no, not no. crazy it's there are falling rocks and those logs you kind of got to time them but for the most part it's just the only difficulty is trying to avoid enemies and getting hit but eventually you'll get to the giant eagle which i don't know if you can kill it's constantly attacking you but you can stun it by shooting it yeah and you really just need to get to the very top of it the area where its nest is and steal its egg yes and once you do that you're just out of the level and yeah you go back to the, the chief good news is once you re-enter the village no one is uh, shooting at you anymore that's right this was i i could never beat this eagle because i thought you had to kill it oh well you and don't I, I don't even know if you can but i i certainly never did me and my friend were also very frustrated and there's a point where you're like i'm not playing this whole level again you meet the chief and he says oh we trust you now good luck and then you're given an awesome graphic of the lone ranger and the chief giving what can only be described as the predator that's right hand grab yes a very manly grapple of hands in front of a sunset looks awesome the ranger has won the chief's trust he vowed by his gun to defeat butch but now he must be on his way and now you find out <laughs> right away tonto tells you that clara is in the next town of abilene's do you want to meet her and you mean your girlfriend clara yeah ex-girlfriend i guess this I was I was kind of confused because I didn't know who Clara was, but I headed here anyways. And this is a pretty standard town full of thugs, doctors, gun shops, and innocent ladies. Kill those that need killing. And then, this is Abilene. Yes, Abilene. And eventually, you'll find a house that you can enter where it's actually it's not just you're not standing in front of a person who asks you if you want to talk to them. You can enter this house with a little table and a bed, and you kind of it's poke, Clara's house. Yeah, and you poke around. She's not here, and as soon as you leave, Kimosabi says there was a threat from Butch, which I guess was a note, and says if you want to save her life, you better stop chasing me. Ooh, well, uh, which is not cool. But that you know, okay, so that makes me wonder, right? Clara thinks that the Lone Ranger's true identity is dead. Mm -hmm. And no one knows who the Lone Ranger is. So why would Butch Cavendish threaten this dead guy's girlfriend? <laughs> if he does, does he know? I mean, he's not supposed to know, but. Yeah. Mm, come on, Konami. I, I'm see through yeah. this stuff. Well, you do have to make your way north to Pike's Peak. Yes, you do. Get, you can get a clue in Abilene, one of the townspeople. One of the few towns actually has a couple clues in it. He says, I heard there was an informant there. And then once again, you kind of have to make your way. Uh, oh, yeah. The the guy in Pike Speak tells you you have to go back to Abilene, to the mine office. Oh, right. Yeah. And the guy at the mine office will give you directions to the mine. And that's where uh, Kavindich is. Whoa, what a jerk. Yeah, yeah. So you make your way to the mine. And this is interesting because. Uh, and now we're going. Yeah, this is another. I guess side scrolling level. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the mining company has uh, hired not only just, you know, chinese laborers but also <laughs> ninja this is where yes cowboys versus ninjas lone ranger did it first and these ninjas have throwing stars uh they will jump out at you 
And then more dangerously, they have like Molotov cocktails. Yeah. And and that's all compounded with the constant barrage of stalactites raining down from above. Yeah, there are some pit deaths here and some spikes, which does make this the hardest of the platforming portions so far. Absolutely. And it's hard enough to get through here. And it's especially hard to do it with enough life to fight, say, the, the boss. The boss that throws a million ninja stars, ninja star boss. Yeah, he also climbs on the ceiling and drops dynamite or, or those Molotov cocktails, but you shoot him down and one of the t- I guess one of the only bosses that's actually tough, but you get mm-hmm. you find out that we've got her at our hideout or Clara's at our hideout. So uh, a little star badge appears out in the middle of nowhere in the desert and you head there and you're in a kind of beat up town or I'm sorry, beat up building, side scrolling level full of more ninjas. Mhm. Mhm. And same thing pretty much going through this level yeah it's a little less there's less pits and stuff but there are classic konami double-sided spike presses you have to avoid yes and this does have Uh, some pits but they're mostly like you just fall down and have to go back through yeah at the very end of the level is a doorway you enter it and then you fight another ninja one that has ninja magic yeah he creates clones of himself yeah they're easily dispatched with silver bullets yeah this Silver bullets really make this guy kind of a piece of cake. If you just have your timing down, because he'll split into three, and then the two clones will run at you while they throw ninja stars. But a well-timed silver bullet will kill the clones, you know, in one hit and then hit the boss at the same time, which will hurt him and start him to redo his cycle again. And you can just rinse and repeat. And then once you leave, you see Clara being taken away in a covered wagon. And uh, there's other horsemen out there. So if you don't aren't fast enough, then they touch you. You'll be in that first person horse shooting level again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that ninja says I sent her to San Jacinto. So if, if you can haul fast enough, I don't know. Can you avoid these? I think you have to fight at least one of these horse mounted first person battles, right? Probably. But in San Jacinto, there's a hideout where you have to kind of battle your way down to the south end of town, with which is full of goons of various shirt yeah, colors and weapons <laughs> it's a long haul to get there uh the hideout itself is a little confusing because there are um rooms you don't need to go in yeah so watch out for that but like all of these you just need to keep going right and sure. then eventually you'll make your way down a couple layers to the left to the boss and this boss is a little more interesting than the last few because he is a fire breathing man oh yeah he also throws ninja stars right Maybe, but if you uh, bullet him enough, he just kind of gets stuck in his spitting fire. Yeah, that's what cycle. Yeah, yeah. another and easy one to trick. Exactly. I do like that he's uh, got a little bit of a paunch on him. Yeah, he's not your normal ninja. You know, he's no, he's earned some treats. And you find Clara. You let her out. Uh, he, it's I, interesting because the the graphic of her coming out. You've got your back turned to her. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it says. Because I guess you don't want her to know who you are. It says he has pretended not to care about his true love, Clara, and he has not unmasked himself except to say that your old flame, John, and the Lone Ranger's brother were killed by Butch Cavendish. Yeah, and it also says he went to great guns to not reveal that. And I'm like, what? Is that a real saying? I don't remember ever hearing that. It is now. (laughs) I'm going to be using it all the time. Hey, I'm going to go to great guns to make this stick. For sure. So now uh, the level is over and... You realize you are near the cavalry, and uh, when you go to encounter them, you find a dead cavalryman, and their camp has been taken over. Yeah, and this is interesting, too, because, yeah, he tells you that, you know, you got to go beat these guys at the at the camp, but 
all of the enemies in these camps look like cavalrymen. So did they just like take all their uniforms maybe? Or Yeah, yeah. I think they did. What they say is that you're going to need three keys to get in. That's right. And there are three forts and a kind of clearing before you get to... There's a big gate that you need these keys to cross to get to the final the hideout of Butch Cavendish. And each of these forts is pretty similar. They're kind of mazes. There are mines in them and spikes, which is interesting. Um, but you're going to have to find the the main tent that has a guy in it. Or is there a guy you kill for the key or is it just in the back of the tent? No, there are guys. And even right away, because you do have to fight your way through a, a little gate, but... One of the things that is interesting about these levels is they do have a, like a Gatling gun that if yeah. you, you kill the enemy and walk up to it, then you can use it. And it'll kind of enter the automatically start a scene where a bunch of enemies will attack you. And then so you can make some good money there because you can just gun them all down real quick and grab like. That's, yeah. Yeah. And the guys that uh, have the key, I think, usually are in green with a sword. Well, there's different. There's a red one, a green one, and I think a gray one. Yeah, and they look okay. like a cavalry leader or something. But there's these these three bases that you can go through in any order. And they are all in a similar kind of room where they're they're kind of up behind a box. And you can, you can finagle it to where you can shoot just past the corner and hit them in the leg without them being able to hit you. Well, whenever you get to them, though, they do call in uh, the cavalry. And guys start pouring in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So depending on how you want to go about it, either way, you can. This is an area where I bought actually bought some TNT for one of these guys because he, you can hit him from it from beyond that box, you know, as long as you land it next to him and not on him. Okay. And that'll kill him without exposing you to much fire. And then you use all three keys at that gate and you have another level just like the three forts you were at, just longer. Uh, and at the very end of it is... A room with a man who's wearing a sleeveless shirt and a white hat. Yeah, he's got a machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah, this guy's another good. He's a great one for the TNT because he's right behind a box and you can throw the, the TNT over the box. And he says, Lone Ranger, you're going to lose sooner or later. And uh, he just tells you, you know, Butch is further on down the lone, lone, further on down the road at his fortress. Yes, which appears to be up on a mesa. So gallop on up there and you get ready for the final fight. That's right. You're in the end game now, or so you think, because first you got to make your way up the cliffs. Yep. Another vertical platforming section, just like the eagle one. But instead of animals, you're fighting. It's humans. The deadliest animal of all. It's true. Uh, but once you make it through there, you are warned that they have a lot of ammunition and they're very good fighters. I think that's their way of saying you might need to stock up and you're in your the, the final the way to the final boss, which is another town or fortress. But what makes it funny is that on your way up, there are guys on mine carts, zoom by, <laughs> shooting at you or throwing dynamite. Yes, super fast. It's supposed to be like dangerous looking, but it looks goofy to me. They are cruising. Yeah. And, you know, I think Tonto said something about he's like, they're using a steam locomotive or something. So I, I think they're kind of going for like a steampunk kind of where it's like, oh, he's got some sort of they're getting powered by something. I don't know. It, it's interesting. You finally make your way to the bottom right corner, and uh, then you go into a hideout, and then into a first-person mode. Yeah, it, it briefly looks overhead, but you just walk up and go down some steps, and then now you're really battling your way through the maze. At the end of the maze, you think, oh, am I at the boss? The answer is no. Now you're at another side-scrolling area. <laughs> yeah, we're in a cave now. This is, you know, it looks all right. So it's blue. And you're, now you can jump on the minecarts. Yeah, and, you, you know, you're going to start seeing all kinds of conveyor belts, large spears shooting up out of the ground to get you. Pits 
falling out from beneath you. It gets pretty wild in here. Yeah, you'll see like boilers and these falling. I mean, they're not spiked, but there's definitely, you know, these like chains with weights on them trying to slam down on you. Lots of steam pipes and stuff that really makes you realize, you know, this is some high tech stuff for the 1800s, mm-hmm. bro. At the end of this area, you might think you are done, but you're not. We go back to overhead. Yeah, they're really switching it up. You're going to have to master all of your gameplay types. You got conveyor belts here. You got Mario fire uh, bars spinning around. (laughs) Yeah. Watch out. The backgrounds look like weird radiators or something. It's all metal. Yes. Lots of fire shooting out of things. Uh, And then you make it to the bosses here. And it's a a, a pair of bosses with the most (laughs) powerful machine guns you've ever dealt with. And these guys are tough. Yeah, it's it's really one of those like pick one and really try to gun him down. Hopefully you have a lot of silver bullets here. Hopefully there is a way to like edge over, I think, to where you can you can stand like if you go to the left one first, that's what I did. And you can kind of stand at a, at a weird angle right on this little corner where they won't be able to hit you. And so you can gun one of them down without much trouble. And then the other guy will start moving and coming at you. You destroy them and you're now in a side-scrolling level, or should I say boss? Yeah, well, you're fighting a giant steampunk train tank. <laughs> One with spikes on it, a gun, and a machine gunner on top. And the machine gunner is himself. Butch himself. Yeah, he's wearing gonna... a nice little cape. Yes, I love that cape. Once you've destroyed the machine gunner, now it's a one-on-one brawl. He is hopping around and shooting at you with a very rapid pistol. Yeah, he's... And, and this... I say, what did you do? Because I, I didn't really have a cheat strategy for this. It really is just get a shot on when you can and, and hope he doesn't jump into an area that's harder for you to shoot. It's it's definitely doable. I did see that there's a, a trick you can kind of get him to where if you drag him to the left on the front of the train, there's a platform where you can kind of trick him into like you shoot him and then he'll get hit and then jump and then come back. And you okay. can just keep doing that. But he's doable i think easier than you know fighting honestly like even without cheesing i think he's easier than those last two guys i would agree well you shoot him one more time and you don't get any fun sayings from him but you do get to go rescue the president he thanks you he says he'll never forget you that's true did you hand him a silver bullet yeah i don't know if he was like freaked out by that or not yeah you're like i'll be back yeah and what does the president ask himself (laughs) Why the classics phrase that many people have said at the end of a Lone Ranger story, who was that masked man? Yeah. And then it's off to, you know, the ending shows you galloping away on your, on the horse. It tells you that the the Lone Ranger has saved the president and gotten even with Butch Cavendish. And thanks to the Lone Ranger, justice and peace have been restored to the West forever. Forever. Still, his journey is never finished. The Lone Ranger, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains. And his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, lead the fight for law and order in the early West. A hearty hi-ho silver away. And then you get some uh, credits come by. Uh, A full staff credits here for a little bit. Yeah, it looks like we do get some nicknames such as P. Tarada or Satoshi Kissy. (laughs) Special thanks to the Raindance Kid. All right. And then a classic presented by Konami, The End.
All right, folks, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power View system that has four categories, each category, possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I'm going to give this a 3.5. Hey, that's what I gave it to. It is good, never great. The only, I would say some of the animations, the cutscenes get get to great, but yeah. just because it's only good doesn't mean anything. I mean, this is good all around. So, uh, you know, it's like yeah. a very satisfying meal. Very, very solid. And, you know, we kind of mentioned before where it's like, yeah, you are fighting the same few enemies, but you know what? You're fighting them from a side-scrolling perspective, from an overhead perspective, and from a first-person perspective, you know? And those graphics are different in each perspective. Yeah. So while it is like, you know, oh, it's only four gun guys, you know, they look different each way. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Next up is Play Control. And I also gave this a 3.5. Yeah, I went with a 3.0, but I mean, I can see it because I really do think it's something, there's nothing crazy going on, but... Yeah, I am going to go 3.5 because I think they definitely doing three different types of gameplay well, control-wise, is good. And that first person being able to turn to the left, right, and behind you adds so much. That's a great play control idea. So good on them. Good job, Konami. Hopefully with a cartridge uh, command off-duty update, we can let you know what we think of the light gun portion of it in the far future. Oh, I wish. All right. Following that is Challenge Factor. I was kind of torn here. I went with a 2.5. There's definitely some tough stuff, but you have a password. And as frustrating as it is that you have to restart the whole level, they're all doable and they're all memorizable. Yes. And you can always go back and refill your health with enough money. Yeah. So I'm with you. I I also put it at 2.5. Lastly, we have theme and fun. I went with a 4.0 here. Well, Nick, we've done a full mirror today. Oh, snap. Right down the board. Mirror match. You know, it's some, sometimes, I don't remember the saying, but the something is more than the sum of its parts. <laughs> the whole? The whole. The theme and fun is more <laughs> than the whole of its parts. That's, and yeah. I think that really applies here because while nothing is amazing in this game, everything is done so well that all in all, it's a really fun game that you just don't normally get in this level of execution. Yeah, and all of the different types of levels are are straight or pretty much whole cloth from Western, you know, the the adventures that you would have, you know, riding on horses, shooting, you know, you, you get to do it all. And the variety of gameplay keeps it from ever getting boring or, or too frustrating. And there's just enough progression with your guns and the bullets that you do feel like you're getting the, there is a little bit of change in the actual mechanics of the gameplay as it goes on yeah yeah and even that where it's like oh you just have a pistol and it's like the the few weirdness parts i guess you could say of this game makes sense because it's a lone ranger game you know Mm -hmm. so i think i know the answer but i'll ask as i always do nick should you play this game i say yes i agree you know i didn't know if i would say that before we play this and i wasn't even sure how good this game was not having ever played it before but i think this goes up there and I would say in the pantheon of you know, at least top 50 NES games. I agree, man. I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way because it's a game that, I, you know, we mentioned last time I, I played it as as a youth, as a 10 or 11 year old and really liked it and would come back from time to time. But it just made me wonder if I'm like, is this nostalgia? Am I being truly? No, I think all of the different mechanics are done well enough that uh, on their own, they're fun. But together, it's really unique because so many games tried to do this and none of them pulled it off to this level. So hats off to Konami. You did it. Yeah. I was going to say a few years ago, but man, that's a lot more than that. 
<laughs> yeah, a mere 33. <laughs> like, let's not call out the actual number with my birthday soon approaching. I, I'm gonna, and yours not too far behind. Ugh, I'm just going to so, go walk into the sea now. <laughs> yes. But yeah, definitely. If you, uh, I would say, see a copy of this game, pick it up. But I think it goes for like $100 or more now. So. Oh, yeah. One Man. of those. But otherwise, you know, find this ROM and play it. It is a blast. Yeah. Next week's game is Bad Dudes for the NES. Yeah. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president again? That's right. And our <laughs> presidential rescue duology continues. So so find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. Are you the president? Have you been kidnapped? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll right every wrong on the way to rescue you. Yeah, we it may not be done, you know, right away. It might be a couple weeks worth of travel <laughs> and, you know, various side quests, but we'll eventually get around to rescuing you, Mr. President. Yeah, we, we thank you in advance for your patience. So are you a huge fan of the Lone Ranger property? You are the last ones out there. If so, let us know at Cartridge Command on Facebook or Cart Command on X. X. <laughs> Uh, I'll never be able to take it seriously. Not that I took it that seriously before, but uh, either way, reach out to us. We do love hearing from you. Uh, But of course we must go out of our way to thank those awesome, fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Cause their support that makes this show possible without it. We would not have the money for hosting for equipment for any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Hey, you are the reason we keep moving forward after six years, seven, my friend, seven years. We're just two guys. We're not professional <laughs> podcasters. We've never made enough money off this podcast to make it a career or even a part-time job. That's right. But you know what? We love doing it. We love the fact that you out there listen to us do it. And because of that, we're going to keep going. Who knows how long? That's right. That's so right. Thank you all so very, very much for uh, contributing. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game on. Game on. Hey, hey, hey. I muted you on accident. I cannot unmute you. Sorry. How dare you? When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. It seemed to be recording, but I couldn't hear any of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I was back with some.